Hey y'all, welcome back to Out of the Group Chat. Uh, my name is Jessica, and I'm joined with the lovely Deja. Zach isn't here with us today due to some inclement weather <laughs> that has happened over the past few days for both me and Zach. So he's trying to catch up on all the homework, and I luckily caught up on all mine. So it's just me and Deja oh. today. <laughs> I was not hit by that weather. It was like, for us, we were just swimming into class. Yeah, y'all were. I saw, like, y'all's razor, your, uh, not Razorback chicks, obviously, uh, LSU chicks or whatever. A mm-hmm. little interview of their legs all in the water. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. It was, I was like, listen, who, I did not agree to swim. I quit for a reason. <laughs> exactly. It freaking exactly. Lord. Um, but besides our weekly activities, because we will be having a special episode with me and Zach talking about snow days in college, and since Deja didn't really get to deal with the weather, well, we're not going to talk too much about it. But we're <laughs> I finally, did my own the ice finally melted, so I have to return to class tomorrow, mm. unfortunately. So, you know. Well, I did my own special episode, as we know, so. Yeah, so if y'all haven't gone ahead and listened to her and Christina's episode, highly recommend to go check it out if you haven't. I mean, I mean, if you're listening to this episode and you just, I guess if you stumbled upon us, please <laughs> check it out. It's a great episode. I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. The amount of people, I already told Jess this, but the amount of people who were like, Deja, let me be on your next one. I don't like most of the people that asked. Red Heart, love y'all. I don't like y'all that much. So the answer is no. Um, the answer but it was so fu- it was so funny because me and her were like, okay, let's get this done. It was Wednesday. And then, you know, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And she was like, well, it's the first day of Black History Month. I'm like, oh, Black History Month special. Amazing. Oh, I, uh, I learned a lot. Iconic. So happy, what, what is it, the 6th, the 5th? Happy 5th day of Black History Month. I know, I appreciated the $2.01. Huh? It was the 1st of February, you know, February the 1st. And that's why the $2.01, yeah. <laughs> I, I had an idea. I was up there. But oh, yeah. uh, it's important, we're going to topic our podcast today. We're not going to ramble like we usually do, just to kind of change it up for us. We're actually going to talk about being a woman in college. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's, um, so if, I guess, you know, my pronouns are she, her, uh, Deja, I'm pretty sure you also go by pronouns she, her. I was like, yes. I should know that, obviously. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> from us being friends for a while, but we are females in college, we're 21 year olds, and obviously I think we both have endured some sexist kind of comments about being in college or just the majors we're in um I'm in a predominantly female major so luckily I'm not too too powered by men I used to be in a over dominantly man um major but that's since changed so it's become a little bit better but there's definitely still complications I'm sure you can agree Deja Oh, yeah. Um, My major, because I'm no longer in business. I've officially dropped business, so I'm no longer a triple major. Oh, no, major. Um, just a double major. Technically double concentration, but same thing. I get two pieces of paper. Yeah. 
Um, but like theater's mainly like a woman filled, but like in general, it's kind of interesting, especially because, you know, being an actress, like I'm expected to audition for certain stuff. And I, what I've seen recently, at least specifically towards my major is like things are specifically like more male dominated. It might not have been intentional, but more male dominated and they have a more diverse casting style for males. Whereas with women, it's like you have to, and I'm just throwing this example out there. It's not like something I actually saw yet. Um, Mm -hmm. But like white woman, it would be the first thing I saw. I'd be like, well, I can't audition for that. And it's like, it is limited my ability to like really audition for anything. So um, I think I mentioned this in the previous episode or in general, but like this show that I'm coming up, I'm in for April. It's an all black cast. And I was like, well, I found something. Do you feel like you find a lot of struggles in like film with TV, like asking for a particular race or? I mean, yeah, I kind of touched on it on the last one um, mm-hmm. because like yeah. school aside and when I actually go and audition for stuff like um, like the, the, the TV series I auditioned for. Um, matter of fact, you helped me with that audition back in 2020. I just heard back from them. Um, oh, my God. And it's like they they want they haven't exactly said they wanted me they they have me back for callbacks but i'm probably not i'm probably going to decline the offer um because they want me to they describe the character as a ghetto black woman i kid you not that's in the description and i'm like i don't i do i I don't like the terminology ghetto. Like, that's just not my thing. Like, you could just describe me as a Black woman from a particular area. Like, if I'm from the Bronx, like, you know, Christina's from the Bronx. So I can ask her, like, okay, how would a typical Black woman in the Bronx act like? And, like, ask her that stuff. But when they ask me, and, I mean, in general, there's going to be roles that I don't want to do um, in general, in life, especially in the career field that I want to go into. But uh, I was just like, that's just not for me. I thought, you know, we've grown out of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, you'd think we would have. And it's crazy to see, like, these are the definitions we're coming up with in the film industry. Yeah. And it's like, if if they want a Black woman, like, if you're not already, like, top dog, like, you know, Angela Bassett um, and all the other great Black actresses there are, if you're not them then when they typically think of a black woman, they'll go towards, and I'm just throwing this out there, no hate to my girl Zendaya, but they'll go towards people who look like Zendaya. Yeah, like a light-skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wild. It's um, I'm sure many people can see it in films of how insane it can be. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's just irritating. <laughs> It's a little irritating, for sure, um, seeing from your standpoint. Um, healthcare is kind of that way. I mean, we see it a lot. I mean, it's it's kind of like, as a woman, I feel like we're stepping... I think there's some things that are going on. We're stepping out of the box with some female things, even in film. But it's still, obviously, there's still a way to go. And 
it'll it'll never stop and like healthcare it's like they always expect a man to know what it is and women is you know dumb if you make one mistake it's the end of the world and you're dumb and and it's kind of like okay but males make those mistakes as doctors all the time but why is it when I'm a woman we instantly are just like no <laughs> so I think that's a little something I've seen personally it's always they think the females are the nurses they're not the people that are doing the books or doing the the record keeping or even showing the lab results it's like we're not even seeing that people just constantly think you're just the nurse and you're going to take the shots and do your vitals or whatever not telling you what it is and I think that's the biggest problem that I'm trying to get over is like I can be a woman and also like wanting to go in sports medicine specifically Mm -hmm. sports I love it but how dominated like you cannot be a woman in sports of just even in like broadcasting and we've finally are stepping out of that box as we can see like we've seen more female announcers and we've seen female referees and we also have a female coach I think she's for the 49ers I'm not 100% but it's crazy that like it's still so predominantly male focused and I've like even seen these TikToks about it where it's like oh you need to know these statistics and like people are like you don't need to know this blah 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 you're just like being wanting to be quirky and I'm like no it's because a male asks you something and you automatically should know everything and mm-hmm. if you don't know one little thing of like who won the Super Bowl in like 89 and I don't think it was around well it was probably but you know if you don't know that you're you're clearly wrong and so mm-hmm. that's just kind of the hump that we've been getting over slowly it's it's always going to be there regardless until it's more female in the in the workforce there but it's just it's difficult so it's so the future workforce for us is always going to be difficult but specifically in college I think one of the hardest things is like being on campus and I mean it, it shouldn't it should not be a fear of walking on campus alone and oh, yeah. that's something we've always even Deja has talked about of being a woman at the bar alone and seeing like how even your friends have been treated or talked to it's it's crazy to me I think that's kind of oh, wild yeah. in my opinion oh um, yeah because I know, you know with yeah with everything that's happening on LSU's campus and you know my own experiences I mean we know the the situation that happened with me and a friend of mine last November not like 2022 but 2021 and in general like I've never I mean this happens on any college campus and it's terrible to say but I've now seen like it shouldn't take a student losing their life or a stalking incident happening or anything like that to where they now make an initiative to like add more lights on campus and you know be more I mean they've always been vocal on LSU's campus about like you can get LSU PD escorted um you can do this whole app thing where you can tell LCPD you're walking from point A and point B and all that stuff. But it's like, there's like, I refuse to be on campus at a certain time. Like it could be just like how I was raised. Like, you know, my mom was a black marble. So she'll tell me when them streetlights come on, your ass better be inside. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so being in college, like, especially by myself, I'll just be like, okay, the streetlights are about to come on. I'm going to call my mom, even if in broad daylight, I'm going to call my mom as I walk to my car until I get inside and I lock my doors. And then I'll probably talk to her until I drive, get to my, my apartment complex and walk inside of my apartment. Because I'm like, 
I'm not taking any chances anymore in general. I mean, just how it's, I don't, I mean, also have you seen like on announcements of when it's like any kind of bad thing happens to a woman, it's always swept under the rug or it's like, well, maybe they should have been acting better. And it's like, I should not have to change my behavior habits. It doesn't matter if you've been drinking. It doesn't matter what you were wearing. It does not matter what you were doing at all. And it should never matter. And I think that's just a big thing that is also trying to get over. I mean, and we've also seen like, luckily Arkansas has made a sexual like assault voice on Instagram. They made us starting to make posts and having victims come forward Mm-hmm. Um, not names, just kind of anonymously and just talking about stories. And there's stories on there that I'm like, it's crazy to think like this was, this should have been a bigger deal and no one has addressed it. Like oh, yeah. the ASG member, like a member of our student government is in like, has done something to a sexual assault victim of like voicing her story or their story. I have no idea if it was a woman or a man, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's this fact that it's like, you should not use that against people. And oh yeah, I know this is going more towards sexual like violence, but this is this is a huge topic on campus, even for women. And if you're a man, it does also happen, but mm-hmm. predominantly women. And it's just it's crazy, in my opinion, just to ha- hear women's stories and, and just hear like this is happening on my campus, and I feel like I can be safe. No, for That's sure, for sure, because I I'll never forget. Well, it's, I want to say it was last school year when um, LSU got, in, not really investigated, but it was like right around the time Coach O got fired. Um, and USA, T- USA Today wrote an article about the investigation of how, you know, LSU athletics swept a bunch of sexual assault cases underneath the rug. And um, I'll never forget that, you know, the student, the female body of LSU decided, especially because news came out that a French professor um, who also ran the French club was also sexually assaulting students. Um, And so they held a rally in front of Tiger Stadium. And there's one girl's story I'll never forget. And she was talking about how she went to LSU's Title IX office because the kid who sexually assaulted her in Tigerland specifically, um, how, you know, she went to Title IX and... Title IX said, well, there's nothing we can do. It didn't happen on campus. And she says, I do not feel safe because I have classes with him. And I've reported it to LSU PD. I've reported it to BRPD. And they're kind of sending her on a, a, like a, a turnaround, just, you know, sending her, her yeah. back and forth between places. And she was stuck in the class with her, her, her attacker. And I'm like, that's honestly sickening because it's like you, in general, when if I have a daughter in the future, I want to send her to a campus, especially if she wants to go far. I want to send her somewhere where I'm not getting that phone call, or I'm not having yeah. to worry about, hey, if something does happen to my kid, the right legal proceedings happen. And this is, I mean, been an issue for years for colleges because they don't want to admit, hey, we need to do better for students. Like they, they care yeah. more about headlines and reputation not realizing by sweeping this stuff under the rug and then it's brought out later, that's even worse for your image. I mean, it's worse for your image. And then these articles that write this stuff, and I'm not saying they shouldn't report it and report these news, 
But I'm like, you report this news and then nothing else happens from these these media companies like USA Today. Did they do anything for LSU campus? No, they just simply reported it. And luckily they got these people fired that needed to be fired and hopefully lit a fire under it. But it still is like, is this really doing much for us too? Is like, Mm -hmm. this is also causing more harm for our victims too. As people are not aware, like coming forward and sharing your story is probably one of the most hard and mentally draining things you could ever do for these victims because there's always those people that are going to be like well what were you wearing what were Mm -hmm. you saying were you drunk or you know did you ask for it did you and it's like the did you ask for I hate the did you ask for I hate it when people say that and it's it's just ridiculous I think it's something that you know it's I'm glad we're getting resources of like the sexual assault victim's office is it's on campus but the thing is like not a lot of people know about it and when you Mm -hmm. go in there it's not very like private and I think that was a big thing when I had to walk in there I I just walked in there to get some help for a certain project we had to do and I you know I was like this isn't private it's there are classes being taught in that building so it's Mm -hmm. not like you can go in there and it's like some private you know thing and it's that's kind of where I'm like we need to fix some things and not make this a second thought because it happens more than people can truly imagine it does. Mm -hmm. And no matter what college campus you're on, it is always happening. And I remember watching documentaries back in high school and being scared to go to college because I was like, it, you know, it's crazy of what people do or what people put in drinks at here. I mean, we've had people put, what it was it methamphetamine or something in someone's drink to make them like just fully go out of it almost overdosed on a public bar in college towns and it's it's not even just you know on campus it's truly like in the town and I think that's something that you know people are trying to fix but it's it still takes work and you can't as a university you need to take responsibility oh yeah um, for sure for the protection of your students no matter gender Um, sexuality or anything like that it's just you need to take responsibility and taking the precautions I mean you do you does LSU have the emergency lights the blue lights no press the button okay no um matter of fact um because we had an event on campus uh, where parents came Mm -hmm. and they asked why doesn't LSU have the blue light system because I had a situation this is honestly why I hate going to like Tigerland to where not only my friends, but myself, I was roofied one night. um, And luckily I had a good friend group behind me to like, as soon as they saw me, cause they knew what I was like when I was drinking and they're like, that's not Deja. Let's take her home. And luckily I had that friend group and my other friends too. We all know what each other are like when that stuff happens. So if something's off, we immediately go home. Um, but um, a parent asked and said, why doesn't LSU have a blue light system? And they said, well, it's not, the, this is what um, the, I want to say he was the director of housing said. He was like, oh, well, I, um, your student always has your phone on them. I'm like, yes, that's true. We always have our phone. So we have the LSU Shield app, which is basically like our police app. But I'm also yeah. like, one, it's very outdated. I don't know if they've updated it since. But I would, yeah, it's also like, yeah, if your phone's dead and also I would feel better if we had blue lights in case like 
my phone's dead or I don't have service on campus or for some odd reason my, my app's not working, I can run over there to the blue light and say, hey, I need LSU PD here. So they said they're, they're quote unquote looking at it, but I highly doubt it because that's been a conversation since honestly freshman year since, you know, why don't doesn't LSU have yeah. these blue lights? And they're like, well, it's shown by like other SEC schools that have them that they're rarely used. They're rarely used because students because don't feel the need. work. They don't, yeah, <laughs> they don't work. Or your college campus has been lucky enough that certain incidents aren't needed, or there's a police officer nearby, campus police, that says that you can run to instead and say, hey, I need help with this. Yeah. Whereas LSUPD, they barely patrol campus. I mean, now they're patrolling a lot more because of what happened. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I promise by March, you're, I'm barely going to see LSUPD, and Lord forbid something happens. No, and, and that's why I asked you, because we have them, but they're they're taking, they're getting rid of them, and because they're no longer working, and they're very outdated, and they're like, well, we're trying to move it to an app. And I'm like, okay, but what if your phone's dead? What mm-hmm. if the person who's chasing you took your phone? What if you dropped your phone while running? What if you fell and you you lost you lost your phone whatever you don't have your phone on you it's dead you lost it you know whatever like what do we do then and I brought that point up to them and it was it was it was these ASG representatives and I brought it up to them in this meeting and they were like well these are really good points and I'm like these these are good points or are you actually going to do something about it because I'm like you're sitting here and there's neo-nazi signs on campus right now and you're acting like this is not like you're like caring but where's where's the change there's Mm -hmm. no change being made you're i'm like yeah uark pd is like occasionally around like i mean they patrol every now and then but i mean the office on the edge of campus it's not in the center of campus it's you're not getting to anyone at that Mm -hmm. time and when it is there is a there is an office in the union for the police department but no one is there after a certain time. And when an issue is happening, it's not happening at like, you know, 5 p.m. or mm. 10 a.m. It's not happening around then. It can, but the likelihood of that happening is not true. And so I think that's just kind of like my whole thing with that. I mean, we don't even, I think we may have an app, but I mean, it's not predominant. It's not obviously advertised. And I think that's kind of ridiculous because I'm like, you sit here and advertise this safe ride program to get home safely, but so it's like Uber, but you don't have to pay for it. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is it only Ubers you to places on campus. Yeah, not we have campus. the same thing. We have the same thing. Yeah, it's called Safe Ride. And Kentucky, we had it, but it would take you back to wherever like you could get safe, like wherever you needed to be. It would pick you up from the frat party and take you back. And our frat houses are not on campus, so that's just to break it down there. So I just was always like, you know, it's crazy to me that we put in so much money for safety and some of our students don't feel safe. No, and for it does sure. not, it's, you know, it's like you sit here and you're like, yeah, we're safe, but like, are we? Cause, uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel it. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause we have an on-demand service called tiger transit that it runs from five to 2 AM every day. And kind of like you, it, <clears throat> it like, it'll take you on campus only, but they don't pick up the phone a lot. So there were no. times where 
you know, it'd be like, I get out of a dance class at like late at night, maybe like seven, eight o'clock at night. I'm not walking 20 minutes back to my apartment that when I lived on campus, I'm not calling an Uber because, you know, especially out here, there's not a lot of, you can't like specifically ask for a female driver on Uber. Yeah. So there's that. And also like when my car was breaking down and stuff like that, shout out to Bluey. Love you, Bluey. Um, like I'd be like well fuck what the fuck do I do and so I would call campus transit I'd wait on the phone for like 25 fucking minutes for a ride and then I'll be like okay well you know what screw it I'll just bite the bullet and luckily I was fortunate enough where nothing happened to me in these uber rides but then um like later on that semester this girl uh this guy was arrested he was an uber driver because this girl needed to get back to her dorm and she was at one of the local bars and he like he dropped her off at her dorm and then he came back later to try to break into her dorm room. And I'm yeah. like, like, I, I feel like universities don't think about that because when my mom asked for safety, like luckily I'm like very I'm a scaredy cat about everything. OK, yeah, I'm I don't I, I, I'm like if someone's looking at me, just one little side eye, I'm out. But yeah, like, for sure. But, like, I'm thinking about students who maybe don't have anyone to call or maybe don't make friends or anything like that, and they have these kind of situations happen to them. Like, what more can they do? Because LSUPD, they'll escort you only places on campus after a certain time. Same with Tiger Transit. And, like, most of the college towns are not safe towns, if that makes sense, compared to, like, where we're from. High school. Yeah. I okay. mean, and I, and I think our college camp, my college campus is, like, safer but I mean it's not like the safest place I'd ever want to be Mm -hmm. I mean you're there's always sketchy people no matter where you are and I think that's something that you know you can't really fix because I mean how can you but it's still like the precautions should be taken you know for any campus it shouldn't be our own selves having to make those precautions for sure and so that's just the big thing for me and I think that's you know something that we're still fixing but um as we talked to kind of circling back to the major thing where you were talking about your business Mm -hmm. major and how I walked into the business college because I had one class in the business college semester and I I go to it and I walk in there what was that no I'm saying bless your soul because I know how business majors can be (laughs) and so I walk into the business college and I'm like am I in a frat house or am I in the business college? Cause this is not, this is so predominantly male, white mm-hmm. male at that. And I'm literally sitting here like, what the fuck? Like, I just am trying to get in my psychology class. And I just think it's crazy of how many men are in the business college. And I didn't realize, like, I, I guess I just don't really like comprehend how many men are in this, <laughs> like in the major. Yeah. And I was just like, this is wild and I can't imagine like and it's like my my roommate was a business major and I know she had her award pamphlet and just like looking through and seeing the minimal women names and mostly males was very upsetting to me I was like it's crazy that like you're a senior and you are like she's she was she's still incredibly smart but she's so incredibly smart incredibly driven and I'm like I'm so glad like you were recognized for that but it's crazy to me to see all these like male names and you're like what do they have a 3.5 and they're getting clapped for like are we, mm-hmm. are we serious right now 
So I think that's just something crazy to talk about, like, predominantly male majors and just, like, how women are still looked down upon. Because most of, I'm sure most of your business professors were males. I don't think a lot are females. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've had a, I don't think I've had a singular female, like, business professor. I don't think. I think I knew one of my roommates had one female professor and that was it. And I'm just like, it's crazy to me of just like, and I'm sure engineering is probably the same way because that's another one that is probably a very predominantly male field. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's wild to walk in there and you're just like, this is mostly males. It smells like so much testosterone in here. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here alive. <laughs> no, for like, real. Cause I'll walk into LSU engineering because, um, like, on one side is business, um, beautiful architecture right there, like, really yeah. beautiful. Um, in business, you'll see, like, at least on LSU's campus, I see a mix of male and females. Like, it's still predominantly male, but, like, there's a good presence of females there. Whereas where I walk into engineering, first of all, the glares I get when I walk in, I'm like, okay, listen now, like, if I was an engineering major... Squid, why did you hit me? Bro, Squid is always causing some drama. <laughs> During Black History Month. Anyways. <laughs> so, like, I'll walk in engineering and I'm like, if I was an engineering major, like, I'd feel a little offended by, the like, the glares I get. Because it's not like I'm walking in all loud screaming and hollering. No, I'm walking exactly. in quietly with my AirPods in. Like, I'm chilling walking to where I need to go. And I'm not disturbing any of y'all studying. And it's just like... I don't think some males get, like, it's kind of like, this is going to be a terrible comparison, but, like, the whole, like, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter argument, it's kind of like, okay, how am I trying to phrase this? It's more so, like, put yourselves in their shoes. So, like, the males on, like, college campuses need to put themselves in the female shoe. Like, First of all, we have to go to classes when we're on our periods, and some periods are way more intense than others, where you have to get that day off because you're literally your your intestines are killing you inside, yeah. or you're it automatically looked down upon because you're not quote unquote smart enough, or you don't have the same quote unquote work ethic as a man, and so we have to work ten times harder for a goal, especially in a male dominated industry. If they just simply put themselves in our shoes when it comes to these industries or in general, they would realize, oh, wow, like women are being severely underpaid in this field. But I see they work 10 times harder maybe than me or a friend I know who probably will get paid more in life than they ever will be. Yeah. No, I mean, I've I've seen that where it's like friends who are in careers who will never probably make as much as a man ever will. And they're doing the same job. It's it's very ridiculous and I just I hate seeing it because it's like we will never get paid as much as a man um I don't know when we ever will probably when our children have children eventually Mm -hmm. I hope at that point I would love for it to be now but I'm doubting it ever will be because you know again everybody thinks a woman should be in the house making food for the family so it's it's just it's kind of like you see so it's like actions that males do too is like it kind of goes into that it's like I can work just as hard as you and it still be not recognized I have to work harder than you to be recognized for the minimal work it's not for like oh how much hard work you did well you did better than what you should be and I'm like and I just it goes back to all those actions I think you know when you see a woman drinking and they can drink more than you it's they're they're an alcoholic they're automatically Mm -hmm. a drunkard 
but like if a man you know does a keg stand and chugs like four beers it's it's cool he's an awesome guy and i think that's just it's a double standard there will always be a double standard and i think until we break those like old barriers we will get past it but as of right now in college we will probably always continue to see it um i will probably continue to see it for the next semester and it sucks even when you're older than the men who are staring at you and thinking you're weird and you're like, I'm literally 21 and you're 19. Calm it down yeah. a couple notches, babes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I don't know, maybe it's because I've just started to be like, fuck men. Um, but I had an argument. I'll never. <laughs> there's I argue with men a lot, a lot. It has honestly, it has made my joy. Um, matter of fact, it was my theater history was it theater history? It was one of my history classes. And this is I, I know I keep talking about black history. It's black history okay. month. So y'all can sue me. Black history is American history. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I, um, I walked into this classroom and we were specifically talking about black history and like someone, it was like brought up the, the lyric. I want to say with Beyonce who said, yeah, the most, uh, one of uh, Beyonce's song, it starts off with, the most underestimated woman is a black woman. And he tried yeah. to argue with me about that. And mind you, I'm the only black woman in the class. Yeah, so like, it's already bad enough that women are expected, like you can't argue. You're not allowed to argue. Otherwise you're being angry and you're being snappy and you're being this, that. And you're but, period. And you're, you're just PMSing all the time. Yes. But me, it's now also on top of that, you're just an angry black woman. And you know me pretty well. And I think all my friends know I'm pretty calm and collected. When I get angry, like, I think you've only seen me truly angry one or two times in our yeah, entire like, friendship. It, it takes it takes a lot to get angry. I mean, and that's for me, too. I, I barely get – I try to, like, put things off. I mean, mm -hmm. but – And so I was, like – I was trying to explain to him what, what the meaning is. It's not saying, like, you know, other people aren't underestimated. But when you look at it in – all of American or really world history, black women are always looked down upon and they're given the stereotype to where they're having to fight 10 times harder to get somewhere in life. And he was trying to argue with me that it's not true. And I had to give him the scenario of, okay, when I walk into a job interview, my name, my name's not a black name. Deja is not a white, or it's a black name. Deja is not a white woman's name. It's not. When you, you think know. of, when you think of Deja, you automatically think of a black woman. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten in interviews. Wow, you speak so well for you uh, for someone like you. Well, being that I'm from California, I don't talk a certain way. And I was born in the suburbs. Like, I, I don't have that accent that they, yeah. they want me to have. And I, I think that goes back to the whole film thing. But whereas my good friend Amber, Amber has a white woman name. That's generically white woman. So when she walks into, she, so when we're looking at two of those resumes, who are they going to ask to talk to first? They're going to want to talk to Amber. Amber gets that leg up. And I had to break that down to him. And then I said, now think about it when it comes to colleges. Now, when I'm walking or when I'm in a college class and I'm talking about starting a business, Bethany might have a better chance at that business. Even if it's the same damn thing, Bethany will have a better chance than I ever will be because people are going to see the name attached. And that also gets me into like the whole argument of PWI versus HBCU. Um, I'm going to sum it up. Everything is brand. Everything is marketing. 
I would have mm-hmm. loved to go to gone to an HBCU. It was my honestly, it was my goal to go to an HBCU. However, I didn't get into Howard, didn't get into Spelman. And for my field specifically, a lot of HBCUs do not offer theater as a major. I knew out of high school I wanted to go for theater. No one has that performing arts major, um, except for like maybe a, a few HBCUs and majority uh PWIs. Mm-hmm. And so I knew my disadvantage automatically going to a PWI. I already knew that what I'm setting myself up towards, but I've always had a very strong worth ethic where I'm always going to work 10 times harder than everybody else. It's just like how I grew up because, you know, of of the world we live in. I mean, you would know, especially as a woman of color yourself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's like there's sometimes where people are very amazed that I'm Native and they, you know, of course, my name is probably the whitest name you could find. But I mean, being partially white and partially Native American, it's it's still always a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like Native American struggles and people like trying to sweep it under the rug, as I'm sure you've heard of, you know, it's, it's constantly like when I talk about like, oh, Thanksgiving is not like, the, like the Native Americans and pilgrims came together and they like loved each other. Like that was not what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I posted this thing on my story and I was like, you do realize like it was genocide, right? Like it wasn't like a, oh, let's have dinner and like, we'll just be all friends. No, we were not friends. It was genocide. Yeah. It was a mass genocide of the Native Americans because they didn't want them. And if you don't know history, then pick up a textbook because let me tell you, my ancestors have gone fucking through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's same for your ancestors. And it's like, I sit there and I'm like, and Yellowstone has come out and they've kind of, a lot of people have started realizing how terribly natives were treated. I think 1923 just came out with the Yellowstone spinoff and they talked about the boarding schools with mm-hmm. natives and people do not realize how terribly natives were treated. I mean, there are probably thousands, millions of children who died and never came home. They never received letters from their families because the church would hide them and they wanted to take away the native language mm-hmm. and whitewash it. We didn't choose to go to Oklahoma either. We didn't choose where we landed up because we were forced to move. If you've ever been to a casino, it sometimes they will not accept 20s because Andrew Jackson is on the 20. And it's yeah. strictly that, and that is because it's trauma. And, you know, I, I sit there and so many people just are like, you know, I gave this whole presentation at a at a sorority event and there are some women in there that are, you know, they do not care about other people's opinions. And I told them like, Christopher Columbus is not a hero. Like yeah, people like want to be like, happy Columbus day. Like, why do we not have Columbus day? Um, because he literally told us we were Indians because he didn't know he didn't end up in India. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, the, like, I'm like also like created so much genocide People gave us smallpox blankets so we could die, so they could take our land. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a hero. And they want to say, happy Columbus Day right after I give that presentation? No. Like, no, for sure. Because I'm actually, yeah, because right now in theater history, we're actually at the Colum- uh, the Columbian Exchange. And so I literally today just finished reading, um, it's like um, by some Charles Mann, where he basically like talks about Christopher Columbus didn't discover shit. Um, and like, you know, my professor broke it down of like my professor, Dr. Fletcher, bless his soul. Like he comes completely unbiased. Like he is a white man. 
love Dr. Fletcher, but he puts that, he leaves that at the door. He's like, I'm a historian and I'm teaching you accurate history because you know, the point of history, we're not doomed to, so we're not doomed to repeat it. And so I was like, the first part of the, the, the study guide we have to do is like, what did you know about Christopher Columbus without prior research? What were you taught in school? And kind of like how you said, he discovered the new world and he was this great guy and he was all kumbaya fucking yeah. But then I learned later in life, he was not mass genocide. And um, he, he raped women and killed men and all this stuff. And so then I read the article and it's like 36 fucking pages. And I typically don't like doing readings, but I'm so glad I read it because it gave me more of an understanding um, because myself, I'm not Native American. I'm Hispanic and black, you know, black power, Hispanic power. Purr. Uh, Purr. But but like, yeah, but I enjoy learning other cultures' histories. I mean, you know that, especially recently. And so reading that, it gave me a better understanding. And like, I've never celebrated Columbus Day. Fuck that man. But it's nice to know, be like, okay, well, it's like the, the I can't remember, the Tainio, I don't want to butcher that, but it's like T-A-N-I-O people, he originally ended up in the Dominican Republic, and that was supposed to be the, the headquarters for the Americas. And like you said, he created that mass genocide, and he was just a terrible person, while these people are like, you need to go, you're, you're raping our women and killing our men. And I'm like, I wish more people like you obviously can't tell elementary school kids that, you know, that you're young. Yeah. But at a certain point, especially in high school or middle school, really, you need to start explaining the truth. And I think that's that's true for a lot of people of color's history. It's like they don't want to talk about the accurate history because they're like, oh, white guilt. And you're making white people feel bad or this, that. And I'm like, no, we're not trying to make you feel bad. It's more so it is important to learn. Yeah. It's important to learn maybe why some people act a certain way, why they peep certain people, teach your kids, don't look this way or don't look that way or why we act certain ways. And I wish more people would step out of their little bubble where they think the world revolves around them and realizes there are other cultures, there are other people in this world mm-hmm. who want to live equally. We all bleed the same fucking color. Like the only difference is maybe I have a little bit more pigmentation in my skin than you do, but we're all people. And yes, we can have our own beliefs, but you have to respect people and respect, you know, their, their histories and, you know, just live civilly so that way this doesn't become a repeated issue. But the issue is no one wants to learn and this is becoming a repeated issue. And I think yeah. going back to like women in college, men don't want to realize that they sh- they're like, oh, you should be grateful that you can go to college. However, it's becoming a repeated issue where we go to college, we learn the same amount of knowledge that you do, but we're always looked down upon. It's and still never enough. It, yeah, it's still never enough. You're, we're now trying to go back in history where, oh, well, women don't deserve reproductive rights. Whether you're, whatever you, anyone who listens views are on Roe v. Wade, everyone should have a choice in my opinion. But you know what? We were all raised differently. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince believe you. what you need to believe or believe what you want. 
It's nothing. Yes, but we're not here to prove you anything. Mm-hmm. We're here to tell you our stories. Yes, but like essentially, we're going back in history. And I even said when Roe v. Wade overturned, what makes y'all think they're going to stop at Roe v. Wade? They're going to want to go further. It's and never going to stop. Yes, now they're trying to say, oh, let's go after same-sex marriage. Well, then let's go after interracial marriages. Then let's go after possibly women going to school and so on and so forth. So that way they can go back to how things were. Yeah, and it's it'll always be it is it's a subject that needs to be talked about whether it is comfortable or not to talk about. It is something that needs to be discussed at all times. And it, I know it's a hard conversation to have with friends, family. I know it's a hard conversation, but sometimes it's needing to be said. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's all of us probably have family members who are not very respectable or say things that are not okay but it's sometimes you have to put your foot down and step back and say read a book and like learn that like there are people out there that are not like this was not good history christopher columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1852 whatever the fucking rhyme is it doesn't matter when he sailed it was still he still caused a problem and caused so many problems and i mean it it continued on like this the racism carried on until probably i mean even till today i mean there's still <laughs> racist people out there and i think it's something that we try to think doesn't exist but it it's existing i mean why do you think like native americans have to prove they were on the dos scrolls is because mm-hmm. our relatives had to be marked down of where they were so they could make sure they're staying and i'm like it's crazy like i have to remember a scroll number to prove that i am native Mm-hmm. because there was people that would take themselves off the doll scrolls so they could have a better life yeah and it stinks for those people that had to do that so they could get that better life but it I was think, what had to happen for people it, yeah because it does suck because especially like like kind of like how you said like it, it sucks that we have to prove it because now it's to a point now where when i have kids i'm going to have to sit down and be like whatever your history class just told you unlearn it Here's actual history about, and, and I, I, I'm, go, I'm saying it now, I'm making it a point to teach my kids not only Black history, but I want them to learn about, you know, Natives history and... And Hispanic like, history and all this stuff. Exactly. So that way history. they, are, yeah, so that way they are informed. Here's what happened. And like, even, you know, my cultures, um, you know, being Hispanic and Black, we're not perfect. I mean, there's things that we've done in our history. I mean... You know my Native family has definitely done stuff to people that are not probably great. Yeah, and you you know my family history. Oppressed. Yeah, but I'm telling like I want to break it down and be like here's what happened. Yes, it's terrible. However, it's important to learn so again, we are not doomed to repeat it and we can learn from our ancestors' mistakes. So that way we yeah. can be better so that way when my kids have kids, they're going to want they're going to know okay, well this happened you know, prior to the here, this happened prior to my parents. This is what I expect for my kids. So that way when they go out into the real world by themselves or whatever, they know what to expect, one, and two, like be more understanding of like maybe why one person acts this way, one person acts this way. Exactly. And it just as a, it's a hard conversation, but to educate yourself is the most important thing you can do. And, you know, it, it's, it's a hard conversation, but I'm 
glad that me and Deja have had this conversation because it's it's definitely something that's important. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have probably listened and didn't even realize some of this stuff is happening or has happened. And it's it's crazy. But, you know, even going back to being a woman in college, being a woman in college is not easy. Um, I'm sure both of us can agree on that. It's not easy. It's and it will probably never be easy. Um, as we see, like we are still going back in time and back in history and all we can do now is to prove and we shouldn't have to prove, but we will always continue proving and continue fighting for women to get, to get what we deserve. I mean, recognition and that we are just as powerful as a man. I shouldn't be paid less than a man. I shouldn't have to prove more than I am. I, I should always be respected. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's just the biggest important factor to leave with. I mean, you know, just educating yourself and keeping true to yourself and doing what you need to do, you know? Yeah. Well, it's been a emotional kind of, kind of traumatic, but emotional traumatic episode. But I mean, yeah. it, it needed to be you know, done. It needed yeah, to be we, done. I feel like this was a very enjoyable topic to discuss. Cause I feel like, you and I talk about this outside of group chat and I, Zach would probably agree with everything we have said today as we, we have discussed our problems with him as well. Um, you know, it's, it's just a lot to take in for a lot of people. Yeah. Should we end this on a lighter note? Let's end it on a lighter note. What kind of question do you, do you have a question? Let's, let's kind of do a fun little question. Um, <laughs> I definitely said let's end on a lighter note. I didn't even think of a question. Uh, I was like, let's end on a fun little question. What are your plans for Valentine's Day? Oh, um, my plans for Valentine's Day are probably nothing. <laughs> I am probably going to hang out with some friends who are all single. Um, so we're probably going to do something like a little Valentine's night, but nothing crazy, nothing wild. But that's that's kind of what we're planning on right now. Um, preparing to go to Mardi Gras because I go to Mardi Gras that weekend, so that'll be that'll be fun. Oh and we also God. have like a I'm you function on that Thursday, so it's Thursday Baton Rouge, and then you know whenever I come back, <laughs> if I'm Fair. sober and not hungover enough to come back on Sunday night. <laughs> Period. Um, what are your plans for Valentine's Day? So me and Christina were actually hosting like kind of like you Valentine's Day. Um galentine's day but we're adding um a few of our male friends that we trust um so we're calling it the valentine's day kickback we're all getting really dressed up on february 11th no that's the 10th the 10th to the 10th and we're going to like you know kind of like have a cup of wine you know kind of like enjoy the love but then actual valentine's day unfortunately i have my 9 a.m or 9 p.m class then but i'm gonna go get i'm going to class dolled up like I'm gonna okay. look cute going to class but after that me and my friend are gonna go take ourselves out to eat you know kind of like treat ourselves and be like wow Fine. y'all are Miss Walden if you're listening to this please leave now y'all are getting a hotel room to sp- y'all are spending hundreds of dollars on a hotel room to do the same three sex positions absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fucking not that's why I told your mom to leave okay <laughs> like in the chat now mom if you're on it uh Yes, my mom is a frequent listener, so uh, she'll, she's aware. She's aware that people are like that, so I'm sure she's not worried. <laughs> I'm sure she will not be like, oh, goodness. You're just going to get that text. But, Jessica, why did Deja say 
She's gonna be like, oh my god. Well, all right. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope y'all enjoyed. But for now, we're going back in to the group chat. (laughs) We tried to end that at the same time, but it did not work. We'll see y'all next time, y'all. Adios.